My next guest came as a listener request, and we are so excited to have her on the podcast today. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Barnhill, and welcome to the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I help homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. And I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Yes, today's guest was actually a special request by a member of our Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot class. She requested Patricia because she knew that Patricia is a great coach to help all moms with ADHD and managing their households. And she thought that Patricia's work could be very helpful to homeschool moms as well. And so I cannot wait to bring you this interview. It was so much fun. I picked up some great new tips from it. So, so many good things there. Before we dive into that though, I would like to offer you a free resource. Right now we have our Ages and Stages of Homeschooling free video mini course open and available to the public. In this three video series, me, Colleen Kessler, and Jamie Martin from Simple Homeschool cover three different topics that are very important to the homeschool mom. First off, what do you do about homeschooling kindergarten? Secondly, what do you do about homeschooling high school? And finally, the one that everyone can relate to, what do you do when you're just having a horrible, no good, very bad homeschool day? And this three video series helps you out with all of that. So I would like to invite you to head on over to pambarnhill.com stages to sign up for that video series. And now on with the podcast. Patricia's song helps moms with adult ADHD work with their unique brains to get it together one step at a time and feel confident running their family life. She hosts Motherhood and ADHD, a top five parenting podcast encouraging mamas with practical strategies and relatable missteps. A Midwesterner at heart, she reluctantly has adopted the word y'all and lives in Houston with her husband and two young sons. Connect on Instagram at motherhood and ADHD, snag free resources and get yourself together in one of her courses at www.motherhoodandadhd.com. Patricia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are so happy you're here and we're just going to jump right into it. What are some of the ways that ADHD might make things more challenging for the homeschool mom? And we're definitely talking about the mom with ADHD, not homeschooling kids with ADHD. Yes. Well, those often overlap because if you have ADHD, there's a far more, a far much higher likelihood that your kids will as well. Um, but ADHD flavors everything that you do, everything that you are. It's, I like to call it like a filter on your life. If you think of a picture, you put the filter on and it changes everything into a slightly different color. So it doesn't change the photo, but it changes the way that everything is seen. So in my community, I would say, generally speaking, the biggest challenge that I hear is for, for whole school moms is just having that like a lack of a rhythm. So I use the word rhythm because it sounds better than routine. It doesn't sound so confining, but having that rhythm to your day, when you don't have a rhythm, it feels very out of control and that your day is happening to you instead of you choosing how you want your day to happen. So I would say that's the biggest obstacle, but I mean, it, like I said, it flavors everything. So you'll see that throughout your entire life in every aspect. I love the use of the word rhythm and you totally described how I feel 
win my day. Like that's what I need. I need some kind of pattern or sameness to my day. And when I don't have that, I I feel like I'm going off the rails. And, you know, I don't consider myself somebody who, you know, I have never been diagnosed with ADHD. I don't consider myself as somebody who has it. But like, yes, that feeling of if I just even normally, if I don't have a rhythm, I feel like my day is going to go crazy. So I could see how that would be so important to anybody. So how do we do that? How do we make sure that we can prioritize getting the most important things done and having that rhythm to our day? So I like to start with a brain dump. When you have a busy brain or you just feel very overwhelmed by what's going on is dumping everything that's on your mind, whether it's paper or a list on your phone, it doesn't matter how you do it, but getting all the, all the chaos weighing you down out of your brain and onto either paper or digital form. And then you can begin to sort it from there. So when you have the big picture and say it's like a puzzle, you dump out all the puzzle pieces and there's stuff everywhere. When you have it all laying out in front of you, you can start to sort it and see this is more important than this. You can start to compare the different pieces because usually when we haven't prioritized, everything feels important. And we use like this whack-a-mole mentality of like, well, this popped up. I knock it out. This popped up, I knock it out. And we're just doing things as the day happens in you know how the day is controlling us instead of the other way around. So when you have it all in front of you, you can start sorting it into piles and seeing truly what is urgent and what is important and what really matters today instead of everything flying around your head like a bunch of mosquitoes and you can't really catch anyone in particular. Yeah. Okay. So this is so interesting because I was reading a blog post last week about something called morning pages. And so this, the lady who wrote the blog post was talking about writing these morning pages and getting everything out of her head at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the day. And so I tried it one day and then the next day I was like, you know, it was just like the writer in me wants to make them like into some fancy journal and all of that (laughs) stuff. So I was thinking about it this morning. I was thinking, the concept of the idea of morning pages is a great one. Getting all of the things out of your head before you start your workday. Maybe I just need to do a brain dump. So are you talking about doing a brain dump daily? I do a brain dump anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed. That could be at the start of my day. It could be I can't fall asleep and there's too much running around in my head. It could be partway through the day where I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. That is one of my go-to tools to lower the overwhelm. I mean, besides, you know, getting outside in some fresh air, I think that and dumping all the chaos from my brain on a piece of paper are the two quickest ways that I can create uh, more stability from the chaos. I love that. Okay. So do you have like a brain dump notebook? Do you just do it on a random piece of paper and after you sort, you throw it away? Um, I mean, everyone's different. It depends on what works for you. For me, I keep a bullet journal, but I don't make it. It's not a fancy bullet journal. Like I don't, I don't, I went through that phase of all the stickers and the stencil. No, my bullet journal is literally one notebook where I keep everything in one place and I will brain dump in there. But if I don't have that with me, a regular piece of paper is fine too. They, they just tend to wander off and get shoved under other things under the kitchen table. So I do my best to keep them all in the journal if I can. Okay. Love it. Love it. Okay. So when we're talking about homeschool planning, what can a mom with ADHD do to successfully kind of get their plan together for the year and then carry it out? So who, this is a struggle because for us, time runs basically in two forms now and not now. 
So thinking about not now, whether that's a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, they all feel not now. So we tend to struggle with understanding the passage of time doesn't really, we just don't have that innate ability. Like just how some people can't tell like North, South, East, West, and they get lost all the time. I equate it to that where I just don't know how much time has passed and I don't know how long something takes. My guess will always be incorrect. Uh, my husband reminds me daily that my time estimations are not correct. So when you're thinking about the whole year, that can be really overwhelming. So while you want to have some goals for the, the whole year, for people with ADHD, I don't recommend planning a whole year because it's totally unrealistic. And chances are that when you get about two months out, your plan will look nothing like what you had started with. So my general rule is give yourself a rough outline for the year of, you know, very general. Where do you want to end up? What are the subjects you want to cover? What are the topics you want to work on? What are the skills that you want your child to have? But really work in smaller planning blocks. Really like limit yourself at probably about two months would be the most I would recommend. I've I've toyed with all different lengths of time and planning. And I find that pretty much after two months, the plan is totally wrong. So I try to keep it in a month, maybe six to eight weeks tops. But really, it's like, what's going on this month? And what do I know I want to happen next month? And then after that, is it's too far out for our, our brains to realistically plan for. Because we do tend to be either over planners or no planners. I don't, I don't call them under planners. I call them no planners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh, over, one spectrum or the other. Over planners are no planners. You know, I, I know this is one thing that people struggle with a lot is the over planning idea. And actually, it's mm -hmm. something I struggle with. And I'm okay with it because I enjoy the process of planning. But I think that there are some people out there who feel really guilty about the fact that they've overplanned. So are, are you got any tips for helping moms who feel that way? Yeah. So to start out, ADHD is like a walking oxymoron, like not a moron, an oxymoron. You know, if you think about, you know, you learn in school, like, oh, that's a huge shrimp. Well, how does something be huge and shrimpy at the same time? Like we are always opposites and constantly contradicting ourselves where we think, how can I be so terrible at this? What's wrong with me that I can't do this simple task, but I can do this really complicated task? Or I know what to do, but I don't know how to start. Or I started it and then I got stuck and now I can't figure out how to get past the stuck part. So knowing that is part of how you were made and how you function gives yourself a lot more grace to know, okay, this is going to be something that I struggle with. Now, if you're an over planner, generally speaking, I say, plan everything to be twice as long as you think it's going to take. So if you think, oh, cool, I could do this in five minutes, that's definitely at least a 10-minute task or a 15-minute task. If you think that you're going to get through this unit in two weeks, you are definitely not getting through it in two weeks. You need to plan for three or four weeks. And always, you can always add in. You can always expand your curriculum. You can always make it better. But when we overplan and then we don't get it done, then we feel bad about ourselves. And we take on that shame that there's something wrong with us because we didn't do this or that or we didn't get it done. So always double your amount of time okay. and then know you can always add to it later. It doesn't have to be like the perfect plan from day one. It's okay to iterate and, and adjust and modify as you go and tailor it to your kids' interests. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something we teach in our autopilot planning course too, is that like iteration is a good thing. We're going to review periodically mm-hmm. so that we can see what needs changing. And I will tell you, we are three weeks into school and I am already iterating the science for one kid. So it, it yeah. just happens to, to all of us. And I, I think knowing that iteration is part of the process, not a failure of some kind right. make, you know, is, is a good thing. So yeah, you want to be able to tailor it to your kids. You want, if they're really into something that you can dive into it with them, but also giving yourself when you plan slightly less, that allows you the flexibility too of like someone gets the stomach flu. Okay. Now we don't feel overwhelmed by how much needs to get done because we gave ourselves that buffer space for life to happen because we're moms and kids happen. Yeah, that's so true. All right. Well, Patricia, where can moms with ADHD who are resonating with this message find more resources and information from you? So everything I do is under the same name to make it super ADHD friendly. So it's all under motherhood in ADHD. So that's my website, my podcast, my Instagram handle. All of those are the same name. And I would love to invite any mom listening who thinks like, this is where I'm struggling. My time management mastery for ADHD moms is a huge hit with homeschooling moms because it helps you set up your daily rhythms and figure out how do you live your life in a way that makes sense for you and your family. And you can be flexible. You can rearrange and really lean into the whole beauty of how homeschool life fits your family. It fits so well in that and creates that flexibility, but yet still structure for your day to still get all the mom stuff done, but yet create the space for your kids' education and spending that quality time with them in a way that feels good to you and not stressful. So it's also on my website as well. I love it. I love it. And that's Time Manage Mastery for ADHD Moms, all of that at um, motherhoodandadhd.com. Well, Patricia, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to any of the books and resources that Patricia and I chatted about today, including her own courses, you can find all of the links on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH46. Also, I wanted to take this moment to just say thank you. Thank you if you have left a rating or review for the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast in your favorite podcast app. The ratings and reviews that you leave help us get word out about the podcast to new listeners, and we really do appreciate it. I will be back again next week with another great homeschooling podcast. Until then, keep on homeschooling.